is Up Too Late, and I'm Teresa Zoe Williams. Tonight, I have a very special musical guest. My favorite musician of all time, Fred Oakman, is going to join us. I cannot wait for you guys to hear him. I love music. It really does make life better. You know, I can actually play about seven instruments and sing, too. Some of you know about my singing and guitar exploits. So maybe, maybe we'll start a Zoe karaoke segment in the fall. Hmm. We'll see. Tell me on Twitter if you think that's a good idea, at Teresa Zoe. Okay, but this all started for me in college shortly after I learned how to play the guitar. I would dress up in a quail man-like outfit and go around the different dorms with my guitar, serenading whoever was there. I got a lot of weird looks. I mean, I wore my underwear outside of my pants and wrapped a belt around my head. Sometimes, though, people would actually sing along. But here's the thing. I can't even perform seriously or with, you know, a straight face, let alone, you know, not dressed up in some costume. I'm comedic, okay? Seems to be a theme in my life. God is quite the comedian, too. Look at ducks, for example. No one with a totally serious demeanor could come up with a duck. It's like slap a kazoo on that chicken and make it waterproof. If you need any further proof besides that, that God is a great comedian, just take a look at my life. Welcome to the show, everyone. This week's drink of the day is coffee, even though I'm allergic, because I'm up way too late. Pinky's out! Our dramatic reading of scripture is short and sweet this week. It comes from the Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 13, verses 31 to 33. At that time... Some Pharisees came up to him, Jesus, and said, Go away. Leave this area because Herod wants to kill you. Not very subtle. He replied, Go and tell that fox, Snarky Jesus for the win, FYI. He's not saying Herod's clever. He's saying Herod's a dirty destructobot. Anyway, Jesus continued, Behold. I cast out demons, and I perform healings today and tomorrow, and on the third day I accomplish my purpose. Yet I must continue on my way today, tomorrow, and the following day, for it is impossible that a prophet should die outside of Jerusalem. Snarky Jesus again! He's pretty much saying, I know you guys love to kill your prophets, so far be it from me to not go to Jerusalem so you can do so. Like, wow, just shoving it all in their faces. I wonder if he eye-rolled, too. I would have. The next time someone tells me being snarky isn't Christ-like, I'll say, Have you not read? That's a Jesus quote from Matthew 12, 3, FYI. So yes, I'm trying to be like Jesus, snarky and no holding back. This week's top 10 is my top 10 favorite punk bands. 
I know there are a lot of choices out there, so I'm here to guide you through. Don't worry. Coming in at number 10 is newfound glory. Now, they can be a little hit or miss, but they're always dressed to kill. At number nine is Blink-182. Even with Matt Skiba instead of Tom DeLonge, these guys are punk heroes. It's the small things, am I right? Coming in at number eight is Saves the Day. They were through being cool and wrote the anthem of your underground instead, really living up to their name. Number seven is MXPX. Let's go to a punk rock show. One of my best memories is being serenaded by a boy singing Chick Magnet with a toy keyboard while on a boat during one beautiful summer. There's no lonesome town for me. At number six is the Ataris. Sam Dimas High School Football Rules is my number one favorite song of all time. So I had to include these guys. I wouldn't rob a Quickie Mart for you, but Jesus would. Coming in at number five is Fallout Boy, because that's just who I am this week. Number four is The Get Up Kids, one of the lesser known bands on this list. These guys are not to be missed. Ten minutes and you guys will love them, I swear. Also, start with their song, Ten Minutes. At number three is My Chemical Romance. The storytelling, the musicianship, it barely gets better than this. I'm not okay! Obviously. At number two is early punk favorites, The Clash. I would be remiss not to include them. All right, finally, coming in at number one is my all-time favorite, a band you probably only know if you're from Northwestern Pennsylvania, but who you really should know, so go listen to them on Spotify right now, The Twerpentines. This band was headed for greatness in the late 90s and early 2000s and gave us classics like This Radio Dreams, Havelina, and B-Sides. Congrats on taking up some large but oddly shaped room in my heart. And moving right along, I'm so pleased to introduce you to the frontman of the Twerpentines, Fred Oakman, musician extraordinaire. Welcome, Fred. Hey, guys. How you doing? It's good to be on your show. I appreciate you having me. Oh, this is gosh. exciting. This is like a dream come true for me. I've said that a couple times, but like, I was 15 when I got your first album in my hands and like you've been with me ever since. So this is really, this is huge for me, but you hail like I do from the little town of Meadville, Pennsylvania. And our dads were actually on the state police force together. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I got your albums. Actually, I wasn't allowed to go to many of the shows when I was a young teenager. And so my dad, when you guys put out your albums, each time he would go to your dad and ask him to bring it the next day and they'd like exchange awesome. money and funds. And that's yeah. how I got your music. Yeah, my dad's still a super supporter of all my music. He, he and my mom cool. still come out to my concerts whenever they can, you know, and it's it, they've been so supportive. And that's great to know that that's kind of how you found out about it or, you know, that's how you stayed in touch yeah. with what we were doing. That's well, fantastic. Your dad always talked about what you guys were doing, too. So he's he's been... Super yeah. supportive from the get-go, which is so awesome. So awesome. But you're still making music, too. So you've had another punk band, Signal Home, 
Correct. And yep. now you also play in a group, One If by Land, and do solo music too. So can yep, you tell yep. us a little about your current projects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So One If by Land is kind of like the, the I, it's weird because like, you know, I look back at the Torpentine records that you remember so fondly and I, and I hear them and I'm like, man, you know, and then I give myself a pass and I was like, we were just so young, you know, but like, it, it's, it's great because, you know, what's weird about music is that uh, when you're learning it, there are no rules. Like you don't know, you don't have any experience. So you just kind of throw stuff at the wall. And that band was like a perfect uh, amalgamation of all of us young kids, like just like coming up with ideas and being like, yeah, that works. That works, you know, and just being cool with it and not being too critical. Right. So over time you get more critical as an artist and you start judging yourself a little harder. So then signal home happened. And then we uh, got a record deal with that band and did a lot of really great stuff with that group. And then that kind of didn't work out. And then I started playing solo stuff and did it, did like a tour around uh, the U S solo. And then I remember having like maybe 200 bucks to my name, my guitar case. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta get a job. You know, at this point I had already gotten a college degree and uh, I was trying to work through, um still losing signal home because like that band we had a record deal and we had yeah. sony distribution and like we were there we were like right there and it's like it's from such come from such a small town it was like yeah. man we couldn't believe when it was happening it's like okay a dream's coming true we're gonna be able to do this and and actually survive off it and then there was a fiasco that happened it had nothing to do with us we were just mm. kind of an ancillary uh victim of of a lawsuit and uh I guess at that point, what happened was I toured solo, ran out of money, came home, and then I ran into our now drummer, Jim Stone. It, he used to play in a band back in the day called The Simpletons. You might know yeah. him as The Caddies. Yeah. And he was like stocking Debbie food snacks at a convenience <laughs> store. And I was like, oh my gosh, Jim, you're still in town. He was like, yeah. I was like, man, Troy and I, uh, who played in Signal Home with me, mm-hmm. and played towards the end of the Torben times when John the yeah. band. He... Uh, I was like, we're looking for a drummer. Are you interested? And he's like, oh man, I've been dying to play. And then boom, one of my land happened. And then we, we have two albums out. We did a split with Anti-Flag uh, recently. Well, not recently, a couple of years ago, which is kind of cool. They're, they're a more well-known band, but yeah. And we, uh, we have some ties to AF records now, which is kind of exciting. And we're doing that and recording our third album now in, while we've been doing that, you know, punk rock still doesn't help pay the bills. It's just the way it is. You know, you're lucky to walk out with yeah. 50 bucks for, you know, a show in Pittsburgh or something for the whole band, not a person like 50 yeah. bucks, you know, maybe enough to put in the gas tank. <laughs> but, uh, and that's just, that's just the way that whole scene works. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we, I, so I started doing acoustic stuff and I realized that, you know, I have these other songs that don't really fit the mold for punk rock right now. And I don't know how to like, force them into what one of my lands doing so i'm going to keep doing this acoustic thing i already have some experience doing it and then you know i put out i might have put out an ep and then i don't know what i've I've, i did a split with my buddy dan gribben who plays in fleets or did this band called fleets and then it just kind of spiraled into this thing and and i started getting gigs around town uh playing some bars some restaurants and then doing actual venues we did this festival uh, in cambridge springs called the riverside music festival it's got a lot of history over there there was this old hotel that burnt down, but it was very, very old from like the 1800s. And mm-hmm. they used to have a big music festival. Anyways, long story short, I'm doing music now solo. And then I have some members of one of my land joining me in the solo effort. And that's called Fred Oakman in the Flood. And that's fun. It's like a, it's like all the acoustic songs, uh, a different iteration of them, I suppose. Uh, they're less sad mm-hmm. when there's a band behind them. <laughs> 
<laughs> is the best way to put it, you know, maybe less yeah. emo or something. But and then uh, I have one of my land and we're still actively playing one punk rock show a year, probably, <laughs> but writing tons of great songs. <laughs> yeah, no, all this stuff is on Spotify and other places you can listen to music, too. And the stuff really is great. Like, thank you. And if you listen like I have to the entire Fred Oakman catalog from the Twerpen times through the present, you see the growth and you see what you're talking about, like how you can be, I can see how you would be way more critical of your stuff with the Torpentines. Oh yeah, now. for sure. Yeah. But, I didn't know how to sing. The only reason I was <laughs> singing for that band is I was the only one who could play guitar and sing at the same time. That was the thing. <laughs> like if you had the skill set, then you just automatically were the singer. Right. right. You know, it's just yeah. the way it works. So I was yeah, like, all right, I guess I'll try do. it. <laughs> Yeah. It was perfect. It was perfect. It worked it out. It worked out. Yeah, people tend to like it. It, it was it was a happy accident, I think. <laughs> it's so funny how things just kind of fall into place despite us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, things always kind of work out in a weird way. You they know? do. Yeah, when a, when a door closes, a window opens for sure. Yeah, and Troy has been with you since like the end of the Torpentines. Mm -hmm. I don't know Troy personally. I actually played soccer with his younger brother back in the day. Eric. Back in, yeah, yeah, back in high school. Um, and so then we were like privy to when he was joining the Torpentines and we were all freaking out, you know? Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the way that came about, Troy played in a band called the Walnut Street Project. Yeah. And he also went to Edinburgh and he was a music major. So he knew his way around music like none of us did. It was like, man, do you want? And he he knew the band was semi-successful mm -hmm. and like, you know, why we're buddies? Like, why would he right. say no? And he was totally into it. And then I remember the first show we played with Troy and it's like, wow, this is no offense to John. But I mean, I was just surprised how fast Troy learned the music and it was just there wasn't a bad note. A and I was like, wow, this guy's really musician. Yeah, he's absolutely just incredible. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Fred, which songs from your, I think you said your solo stuff, are you going to be yeah, playing yeah. for us tonight? Um, I'm going to do a, re a song from the, the, the latest full length I put out. Uh, I think I'm going to do We Can Make a Sad Song Last All Year. I'll do that one first. And then I've got a brand new one I haven't really recorded or put out anywhere called Malacchio, which is like the Italian word for like the evil eye. Yes. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> Very my, familiar uh, with that. Yeah. And then, and then my uh, last song, I'm going to do a song called I Heard a Howlin', which came out on a split with my friend uh, Donnie Consla. Uh, oh we, we did a limited 12-inch uh, record a release. for me. Donnie Consola. Yeah, my sister went to school with him. Oh yeah, he, he he's doing well. He's a veterinarian good. and a musician, and and he's doing well. So fantastic, good kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we did a so split great. split release. Cool. All right. Well, you want me to start you on? You want me to get? Yeah, going? go for it. All right. Let's see what happens here. Let them know. 
breaks up your heart and rips out your soul. It was worth what you spent. We can make a sing song last all year. Keep going. All right. So, hey, we got another song here. Uh, this one's called Malachio, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And you can edit this out or leave it in. This is the beauty of live music. I'm just going to tune real quick. Yeah. All right. Here we go.
Drop a tonic, touch a moonshine By my dinner plate It seems that some days I'm a little more well And every Sunday Yeah, yeah. So I uh, I have uh, pretty much a website that's all inclusive. It's just uh, fredoakman.com. Uh, one of my land stuff isn't on there, but if you just search my name or one of my land, it'll pop up. We don't really have yeah. a website for that group. so It's understandable. That's fine. And it's on Spotify too, like I said earlier. So everything's digital now. Yeah, yeah. And I've got vinyl <laughs> records too. If anyone likes to collect vinyl, I'm selling them on the website. So me? yeah, yeah. Me? There you go. Yes, we'll have to hook me. you up with one. Yeah. Sweet. Well, thank you so much. Everybody give it up for Fred Oakman and check out all of his work. He's fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, Zoe. Appreciate it. Yeah. 
our weird saint of the week is Saint Marina the Monk. To escape an unwanted marriage, she shaved her head and joined a community of monks. She lived there as a man for 10 years and then was sent on a trip with other monks. While away, one of them had sex with an innkeeper's daughter and the daughter became pregnant. Instead of giving up the Roman soldier who did it, the girl said that Marinos, the monk, as Marino was known, did it. Marina didn't deny it and was thrown out of the community. She raised the child for 10 years before being allowed back into the community. They all still thought she was a man, too. And as punishment, she had to endure heavy loads and penances, but she never said anything. She died at the age of 40, and they finally discovered she was a woman when they went to dress her for burial. All of them repented, even the innkeeper's daughter, and it is said that one blind monk was healed when he touched Marina's body. We celebrate Marina the Monk on June 18th. Thank you for tuning in to Up Too Late Tonight. Up Too Late is a Grexley podcast. Find it and others like St. Dimpna's Playbook at grexley.com. A special thanks to Fred Oakman for joining us tonight. Please make sure to check out the show notes to find out where to listen to all his incredible music. You can always find me at Teresa Zoe on Twitter and at Teresa Zoe Williams on Facebook and Insta if you absolutely must. If you like this show, make sure to support it on Patreon at patreon.com slash Teresa Zoe. Get all kinds of behind-the-scenes looks, sneak peeks, and other freebies in addition to any tier rewards. This month, if you become a Patreon supporter, you will also be privy to the first five chapters of my upcoming book on princesses. So lots of great stuff going on over there. Become a Zoe Astrian today. And be sure to follow my blog for all kinds of crazy things at TeresaZoeWilliams.com. God bless and keep you. Sleep well and have sweet dreams. May your guardian angel be close at hand and Mama Mary wrap you in her mantle. Go to sleep! <laughs>